Welcome to a Better Way podcast dedicated to mompreneurs who want to do good and feel good at work, at home, and in life. We're your hosts, Courtney and Danielle, and we get the challenges you're facing because we're living them too. We'll share tangible tips we've learned along the way to help make your life a little easier and we hope a lot more fun. We'll also chat with other moms who are making it happen so we can learn from one another because together we can find a better way. Welcome back to another episode of A Better Way Podcast. I'm Danielle and I am solo today. And what I want to do is talk about discovery calls. So Courtney last week talked all about market research and how important it is and how if you do the right market research and you put out the right marketing, you will attract the people that you're trying to serve. And that's great. But what do you do once you've attracted those people and they are interested in your services? Well, that's where typically, like if you are a coach, you have a high uh, ticket type item, right? Like there are obviously impulse purchases and courses where you wouldn't need to have a call with somebody, but typically for any type of consulting services, coaching, et cetera, like I said, you will do a discovery call. And so... This is really like something I consider a specialty of mine because I've been in sales for 10 years and before that was in fundraising. So I've always had these types of conversations throughout my whole career, which is really, you know, 15 years now. So, and I still have a corporate career in software sales. So I do this literally on a daily basis. So I've got a four-step framework for your discovery calls that I want to go through today. The first part is prepare. So we'll, we'll, we'll go through prepare. Number two is form a hypothesis. Number three is summarize. And number four is set next steps. So let's start with preparation. You want to be as prepared as possible. And I see two ways of doing this if you are an entrepreneur. Uh, One is research, right? So certainly if you're going to hop on the phone with somebody who is an ideal client, whether it's a business or a um, consumer, right? You want to do as much research about this person or this company as possible. Um, Social media, yes. Don't forget LinkedIn, especially if you are selling to other businesses, Um, check out their website, Google them, Google the, you know, the founder of the company. If it's a, again, if it's a business, really just like do as much research as you possibly can. I would spend 30 to 30 minutes to an hour really doing research. And the other way that you can do this that um, could save you a lot of time on your end is by having an intake form. So when somebody signs up to meet with you, in order to set that appointment, they have to fill out some sort of form. You could do this for free in Google Forms, and then, you know, there's also lots of other options that are, you know, more expensive and paid. And in that intake form, you really want to gather 
the information that's important for you in your business, right? So that you can assess whether or not you can help this person, right? And, and like to back up, that's the entire point of the discovery call. It's so that both parties can assess whether or not the service provider uh, or product can help them with an issue that they're having, okay? So collect whatever it is that you want to collect. Maybe it's asking them, you know, if you're a marketing consultant like Courtney is, you know, asking them who their ideal client is, asking them what their level of sales are today and where they'd like to be in a year. Uh, but collect whatever you need to collect. And then this may seem obvious, but of course, like look that over before you get on the phone with the person. Don't wait till you're on the phone and sort of go over it with them. That's not a good use of anyone's time. And that's going to be frustrating for the person on the other end of the line because they're, they took the time to fill out your survey and they expect that you've looked it over and formed some sort of framework for how you're going to run that call based on the based on the information that they gave you so definitely read it over prepare questions really have a good idea of the mind of this person before you get on the phone okay so that's all the before um actually number two is is something you're going to do before you get on the call as well and this one like if you don't feel comfortable with it, you could totally scrap it. It's something, it's sort of like a 2.0 discovery type thing, but it is to form a hypothesis of how you can help, okay? Now, if you've only got one service, that's okay. Like, if you're, th- you know, if you hear me say that and you think to yourself, well, if I've only got one service, I, that's the only way I can help them. I don't necessarily mean that. I mean, form a hypothesis of like why this person's on the phone, what their pains might be. And I mean like second level pains, right? Like not just, I can't get enough sales, but maybe like, again, in the marketing context, uh, it's that market research has been really tough for me to be able to do, right? Like figure out based on what they've sent you and the research that you've done, what their issue might be and you don't and you will this this is a starting point so you're going to frame the conversation this way and the reason I suggest doing this is because when you don't do something like this sometimes you ask really open-ended questions to start off the call and you will in return, we'll get somebody just rambling on about stuff that like does not pertain at all to how you can help them. And so what the hypothesis does is just frame the conversation in a way that helps them understand how you think you can help. Now you might be completely wrong in your hypothesis and that's absolutely okay. They will tell you, they'll say, oh, actually, you know, it used to have that issue, but now it's more this, right? It will get the conversation going. I believe me, if you try this and you, um, and, and you either get it wrong or get it right, like you will be happy you did it. And if that, again, if that's something you don't feel comfortable doing yet, maybe 
you know, work on your discovery call, do five or six without that, and then um, add that in and see how it feels. So number three is summarize. This is a really important part of the call. So you're going to have, you're going to have a conversation, right? You've, you've set your hypothesis, you're asking questions, you're having a back and forth conversation that should be pretty natural about sussing out how you can help them and them sussing out whether or not you're the right person to help them. Okay. And when they're done, when they give you all the information, please have taken notes and or have a really good memory, but summarize what they said. It's going to look something like this. Oh, Courtney, thanks so much for sharing. What I heard you say was that you're having a lot of trouble with market research and that your messaging just isn't landing and that is preventing you from getting the type of sales that you really want to be getting at this point. Did I understand all of that correctly? Now, what I just did there was validate everything they said. People love for to be understood, right? That helps them. So you validated everything they said. And you're confirming that what you heard and what you internalized is actually correct, right? It goes a super long way. And people are really impressed when you can synthesize the conversation down to like an overarching theme and, uh, and repeat it back to them. Because they'll think to themselves, just like when Courtney was talking about last week, when you speak in the voice of your, of your ideal customer, it's exactly what you're doing on the discovery call too. You're speaking in the voice of your ideal customer. You're repeating back to them what they told you. And they're going to feel extremely validated. And like you get them and you know them and you're the right person to help. Okay. Last but not least, you want to set next steps. So... I know this can be like the hardest piece, even after like 10 years in sales. Sometimes in my mind, I'm like, Ugh, the best next step is really to just like let them sit on this and think about it, right? No, that is not the best next step. I promise you that 10% of the time people will come back to you and you'll get that sale. 90% of the time that person will fall off the map because you'll just fall off their radar. There's no, you put the ball in their court and people are busy and they've got a lot going on and they may not remember until they feel the pain again how how badly they really need you. So you want to stay on some sort of timeline. You can certainly say, hey, you don't need to make any decisions on this phone call. I'm not trying to put you on the spot at all. I'd love to have you think about this before we move forward. How about we talk next Friday morning at the same time just to connect? If you're not ready when Friday comes around next week, that's fine. We'll talk about pushing it out a little bit more. Does that work for you? Now, and then when you get off that call, you're going to uh, send them a meeting invite for next Friday at the same time. You've got something on the calendar and it makes you feel better and it makes the potential customer feel better because you're you're going to walk away and you're not going to have to chase this person. You're not going to have to feel like you're bugging them and trying to get in front of them again. And the customer isn't going to have to be on top of 
getting in front of you again, right? They are going to have it on the calendar and if they need to cancel, they will. But most likely they'll hop on that call with you and they'll tell you, hey, I've thought a lot about this. I think this is great. They may even come back to you before that call and say that. Or they're going to hop on that call and be like, hey, I've thought a lot about this and I'm actually not ready to make a decision. Let's talk again in two weeks. That's totally fine. But you, you really want to keep a person, you, you want to have a next step always because that gives you a way to follow up that doesn't make you feel like you're chasing somebody or making them feel uncomfortable by following up too many times when they're actually not interested. Because if somebody's not interested, they'll cancel that call and they'll say like, they'll send you an email and say, hey, I thought about it. I'm not interested. And then you're both off the hook for having to like chase each other down or have awkward conversations. So that is what I highly recommend. Do not never, ever, ever leave it so that there is not a next step because you're going to end up feeling like you're chasing this person down and that feels like crap to everyone. So you feel super prepared now, right? And you're like, we're totally ready to go do this. That's what I thought. I'll review. Discovery calls. The purpose of a discovery call is for both parties to understand if they should work together. If And remember that. You're not just, they're not interviewing you. You're finding out if they're the right person for you as well. It goes both, it's a two-way conversation, okay? And you're going to Number one is prepare. You're preparing. You're doing as much research as you possibly can, whether that's through your own methods or an intake form or a combination of both. Number two, you're forming a hypothesis of how you can help. Again, this just helps frame the conversation. If your hypothesis is wrong, that is totally okay. You simply, they will tell you and they will tell you what is actually going on. So it does start the conversation and prevents the conversation going in a bunch of directions that do not pertain to how you can help that person. Then you're going to have very ca- casual conversation, right? That's like the meat of this. You're both asking questions to each other. At the end of that, you're going to summarize. That's step three. So you're validating the information that they gave to you and you're confirming that you heard everything correctly. And this makes the person feel heard, You want to, as much as you can, speak in their language, the language that they used while you two were on the phone. And uh, they will tell you, yes, you got everything correctly and feel extremely validated. Or they'll say, yes, but one thing I forgot to mention or actually got this part wrong and that's totally okay. The idea here is that we're making sure we have the right information. And then you're going to set next steps. This is going to look different for every call. But make sure you set a next step. If somebody says to you, I'd like some time to think about this, say, great. How about I put a call on our calendar for next Friday at this time? And you're going to always have that next step on the calendar so that no one, neither party is chasing each other down in the future. And I mean, depending on your business, like you may also close on this call. Maybe you have to send a follow-up. Maybe your your follow your next step is that you're sending a contract out. That's great. You might want to say, hey, I'm sending out a contract. I'd love it back by next Friday. 
always have like a timeline in place so that both neither party are chasing down each other. And that's it. Prepare, hypothesis, summarize, and set next steps. Now you know everything you need to do to run a successful discovery call. And if you have any questions, Courtney and I are always happy to get feedback, answer your questions. Please reach out to us. We're on Instagram, A Better Way Podcast. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please leave a review as well. Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more information from today's chat, including how to reach us, head on over to the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the exciting episodes to come. And please, if you liked what you heard, be sure to leave a rating and review. It's how we can help other busy moms find their better way. Until next time, mom friends.